Scotty, you going crazy for this one. We see what you're doing, we salute you. Hey, let's get it started. It's Backpack Capital One. What's in your wallet? Got a call from my man, A. Scott. I said I got it. Love that you highlighting all of these black colleges. Try to pay me for doing this. Look, bruh, if you don't get off my line with that foolishness, voice of the swag. Pull up where you at, no cap if the Brody is speaking the soft facts. My advice, tune in to every show, Captain Petty, but we know that the sergeants are with the smoke. Speculate, just tell me what is we doing, get into it, okay, look, I'ma say this and keep it moving. My boy Scotty, man, he all for the least black grab, paying college, I'm glad that he called me. Walking cause we all been taught, that talk is cheap, even primetime knows, Scott, for the HBCU streets. Everybody, appreciate you guys for tuning in to the Afterglow show with me and my co-host Kofi Hemingway. All right, so let me get into some announcements before I bring my man Kofi on real quick. All right, one thing. All right, you already know what it is. Off script membership. Join the show. It's in the link below in the description below. Uh, also, the moderators will be dropping the link periodically in the chat. So make sure you sign up, become a member. Uh, it benefits you. You get to call in, skip the line, blase, blase, all that cool stuff. All right, all that cool jazz. And if you like the show, support the show. It's too easy. All right. Announcements podcast on Apple and Spotify. You already know what it is. I will be updating the episodes pretty soon. So make sure you have your notifications on. They'll come up when you do. Also, I know everybody's been bugging me. Mike Plez announcement will be on Wednesday. All right. Mike Plez's announcement will be on Wednesday. Don't message me no more about Scotty. Do you know where Mike is going? It will be on Wednesday. He will do an interview afterwards on this very platform to tell you why he chose what he chose. All right. So that's what we're doing. And last announcement. Listen, I'm so excited about this. It's still in the works. All right. It's still in the works, but I'm really excited about this. It's a show with me and BJ Jones. It's going to be called Hidden Gems. All right. Hidden Gems. Uh, we get we both get a lot of emails from kids uh, looking for scholarships, kids looking for um, for uh, some scholarships or looking for uh, attention and publicity or whatever just to get their names out there. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a show on my platform and his platform. We're going to bring all those kids into one platform. We're going to show their huddle tapes. We're going to break up, break it all down, talk about what we think they should go, you know, their strengths, their weaknesses and everything like that. So hidden gems is for if you know any kid that uh, does not have a scholarship looking to go HBCU, looking to go college, period, you know what I'm saying, but does not have any scholarships or maybe one offer and you feel he's a dog, man, hit me up in my Instagram, my Twitter, offscript underscore TV. You can hit up BJ Jones at Inside HBCU Football, all right, on Twitter. You can also look up BJ Jones as well. I'm really excited about this. I think this is going to be really beneficial to a lot of kids who get overlooked and are, are not on the major scenes, all right? So that's called Hidden Gems. All right, without further ado, all right, let me introduce my co-host of Bowl Strike, Strike, and Bowl again, uh, my man, Kofi Emery. <laughs> bowl Strike, Strike, Bowl again. Hey, bowling and strikes pays off, so stop tripping. Bowling and strikes pays off. Strike, strike, and strike again. What a, I'm, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Sooner or later, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it sooner or later. One, one of these days. Just maybe. It's never. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> hey, before we get into it, man, listen, 
I was this close yesterday buying that new LeBron merch that just dropped. Oh, listen, 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 yes, sir. Oh, man, you know, listen, like that thing is nice. All right. I think the, it was like, uh, let's get something, or I don't know. It was, it was, first of all, it's Nike, and you see, I'm a, I love Nike. That's first of all. And listen, man, that thing is so clean. So I'm definitely gonna buy me some merch, though. That, that absolutely. was absolutely that was clean. All right, Kofi, how's your weekend? Man, it was amazing. Um, had an opportunity to get back to Tallahassee. I have a number of tennis clients, but uh, it was a good, solid weekend. Uh, saw my mom. Dapped it up with a few other rattlers, and you know we had a good weekend, man. Y'all don't like? Do y'all dap like this? Like, that is that how y'all dap? You know, y'all be like, "Hey, what's up?" So you trying to you trying to fam, man? We do man hugs. You trying? You trying family? And they all here tonight, so you you might want to calm all that down. Calm all that down, but you get molded. This foolishness. Like, what is that? Like, who does that? That's how y'all dap up. Hey, what's up? No, what's up? no, 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 right? <laughs> you got jokes, but that's oh, all right. Man, that's funny. I just came up with that off the fly, too. That was that was classic. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, all right. <laughs> we going to get into it real quick. We're going to hit some major news today. First of all, I know a lot of people saw this because a lot of people threw it in my inbox. And Kofi, you threw it in my inbox as well. Ed Reed was offered the Grambling job first and declined. What are your opinions on it? And I have a quote from the uh, the, the guy who broke the story, uh, La Confora, whatever. Um, but let me read it real quick. He says, reported presenting a comprehensive pa- Grambling presented a comprehensive package to Reed, which he seriously considered before ultimately deciding the timing was not right for him. Reed believes in the program's goals and future with Grambling, aiming to enjoy the kind of uh, reversal that another HBCU, Jack State, has uh, enjoyed under a Hall of Fame corner, Deion Sanders, who has minimal head coaching experience prior to making the jump. The report said, however, at the time of Grambling's approach, Reed was helping his alma mater navigate a tricky situation with his football program with Miami, recently hiring a new coach in AD, and the timing was not also a great fit for his family. Reed wasn't the only former All-Pro who expressed interest in the job. Reed's longtime Baltimore Ravens teammate Ray Lewis has rumored interest in coaching at Grambling as well. All right. So with Ed Reed offered the job and being declined, what are your opinions about that, Kofi? Um, I believe Grambling got the right guy for their for their um for their brand. Um, I, I like if if Grambling had gone Ed Reed, it would still have been an A. For mm-hmm. me, because it would have said that Grambling understands the assignment and what needs to happen with their institution. They understand the kind of guy that Ed Reed is, the fact that he is from Louisiana and what he would bring to the table. Uh, Louisiana is a top football state. So um, there are a number of kids that just look up to just Uncle Ed and they would they would give their right arm, their left arm and left pinky toe. To pay to play for Ed Reed, um, he has a ton of fans. He would definitely increase the awareness of the Grambling brand and bring it back. But that being said, um, you know, it, it maybe it wasn't the right timing. You know, he's he's got a lot of ties with the University of Miami, and you know, uh, I understand that. Um, but uh, by no means did Grambling get a second-rate person because Hugh Jackson has been in the head seat before. 
Mm. He's been a head coach for two professional teams. He's uh, recruited on a very high level with Southern California. He understands what needs to happen. He has a ton of ties from the West Coast to the East Coast, from the North to the South. He knows what he's doing. And he's already hitting the ground running and already got a transfer from Oregon. So by no means, I think the you know, God has a way of working these things out. I think it worked out in grandma's favor anyway. Um, I, I, I listen, if I'm being honest, I, I would have liked Ed Reed there, but I think this is a rebuild for both, right? So Gremlins in a rebuild mode as well as uh, Hugh Jackson. I think they're a perfect fit for each other because you got you got Mr. Luke Walker, one and thirty-one himself. You know stuff like that to where you know they're they're referencing they're referencing. Look, bro, Cleveland yeah. is as dysfunctional as dysfunctional can get um, for a long period of time. They sucked before he got there. They were picking one in the draft for a reason. They weren't a good team. And, uh, you know, Bill Belichick also coached in Cleveland. I think maybe people may have forgotten about that, too. He got fired. So mm. look how that turned out. Just because you start somewhere. I mean, Nick Saban coached at uh, Michigan State. Not that he sucked there. He was actually a good coach there. But my point is, you always have to start somewhere. Joe Taylor started at Howard University. Um, a lot of people <laughs> Don't even remember that game. Don't even remember his record. It wasn't anything to holler about, but you have to start somewhere. So um, Cleveland doesn't have, you know, it's not like coaching at Pittsburgh or coaching at one of the blue blood NFL teams. When there is dysfunctional from the top, dysfunction at the top, more than likely your team is still going to suffer. I mean, Cleveland is, is just, what's their record? Like six and five, seven and six, something like that. So, with every with all the ducks in a row, they finally were able to compile draft picks and get some leeway and get some personnel to help them win some football games. But Hugh Jackson knows X's and O's. He knows football. He knows what he's doing. Please, please, please understand. Grandma's going to be in it to win it. Oh, most definitely. I mean, and listen, we're, he's not he's not walking into a situation where you need to be, you know, LSU and recruit, you know, the top, top, top notches of talent. He's not walking to a situation where he has to compete with compete with an Ohio State of Michigan where you're just trying to get the cream of the cream of the cream of the cop. Listen, like like Mr. Campbell has said on this platform many a times. We're trying to stop the kids to go to Western Michigan, okay? We try to we try to get the kids that are going to Coastal Carolina. We're trying to get the kids that are going to Southern Miss and and Incarnate Word, and that's who you're fighting against, all right? And those are all three fringe, four fringe stars, and you can get them if you're Hugh Jackson to come to Grambling. Now he also has a big, big man. Listen, I have gotten about five or seven messages about this guy. John John Simon as a recruiter. I mean, like, like I, I mean, people were like, "Yo, like he got." I, I don't know who John Simon is. Do you know who John? He, he's a. He, they said he's like an oh, oh, a big time recruiter. He was at Memphis, had some time at Arizona, but they said he he's leading the pack when it comes to recruiting for um Hugh Jackson. So listen, Hugh Hugh and Graham let's go for something right. Man, listen. Anytime you can get an opportunity to be a head coach at the NFL level. There are several connections um, that you have to have. You don't just get in that position without having connections, without knowing what you're doing, because people are, are paying you a ton of money for you to be able to be successful. So, you know, he's got a ton of football 
connections. Mind you, he was on Lewis's staff um, at Cincinnati, you know, mm -hmm. and that team went to the playoffs uh, several times. You know, he coached Ocho Cinco. Um, you know, he's an offensive. He knows X's and O's. He knows what he's doing. He's been around football for some time. This guy's paid his dues. And I'm not calling him to be a genius because, you know, listen, the SWAC West is still going to be tough. And, and Lord knows if Prairie View does not screw up this freaking hire, it's going to be amazing, bro. It's it going to be amazing. It truly is. Let me uh, change this brand. Let me take it down. And the mere fact that he's got John Simon on his staff tells you that this guy understands what needs to be done, understands structure, understands who has talents, understands how to utilize that talent, understands what to do. I mean, he knew that when he was an offense coordinator at Tennessee State, he was going to go after a head gig. And yeah. then the first gig that he went after was out. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. No, go ahead. You're right. Go, go, go. He went after the darn Alabama State gig and the mafia in Montgomery, Alabama said no. Boy, we're going to get on that, too. Oh, all right. So, all right. <laughs> All right, so next up, all right, the new coaching hire grades, right? So um, if you don't know, HBCU Sports, uh, Ken Richard uh, puts, put out his own article. It's in the description below. You can click on it and read his, his commentary. It's actually, it's actually pretty damn funny what he said. So, uh, all right, about the coaching hires. So I'm about to bring up a presentation because I know you guys, you love your pictures. I love my pictures as well. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a picture book reader. Picture pages, picture pages. Time to get your picture pages. Time right. to get your crayons. All right. New coaching, higher grades. All right. So for the real estate agent, all right. HBCU Sports graded it as a D. I graded it as a C minus. Kofi graded it as a C minus. And the fan average was about a D minus. Do you agree, Kofi? Yeah. Now, the only thing that's saving this guy is the fact that he did play professional football. And as a real estate agent, you're in the business of selling real estate. You're selling houses. You're making deals. You're closing deals. Mm -hmm. so, and uh, you're the leader. You're the leader of your team. So understanding how to assess a property, understanding that property's assets, um, understanding what to do, et cetera, et cetera. It helps you. Seriously, it helps you. To, I'm trying to sell Eddie Robinson. It helps you to be able to make build a quality team. Going to now, the problem is a lot of these kids more than likely don't necessarily know don't know who this guy is, and I don't want to bury him too quick. But you know, have you seen them sign anybody? No. Have, have you no. heard? talking to that they done any post-its on any even have a staff yet dude th th who's the offense coordinator oh no they don't Do have one defense coordinator not, uh, travis i think they kept travis special teams don't know don't know don't know uh qb coach don't know strength and conditioning coach don't know recruiting coordinator staff coordinator i I'm mean like bro I don't like know anybody no, I don't know nobody. No, this listen. is not good. And it's, de it's late December. It's late December. So, again, you fired Donald Hill Ely early so that you could get a guy who could go in and recruit early who has the ability to assemble a staff. 
All right, so cool. we got an Alabama State guy in here. He said Pat White, QB coach. Okay, nice. Nice. Now, here's what I'm going to say. I don't want to bury him just because he's got to be able to put together a quality staff. If he puts together a quality staff, it's not over for Alabama State. And this guy's passion, he obviously wanted to be there. So go on and tell the fat lady to start. No, I'm just listen, um, listen. I, listen, there's nothing, there's nothing about I'm trying, this. man. Look, again, Alabama State messed this up. And the reason why I say that they messed this up is that you had Hugh Jackson right there. You had uh, a number of different quality candidates that were more well-known that wanted to be there that you didn't even give a second look because of your stupid politics. And it, it's, it, it's going to turn around. I, I, you know, I don't want it to cost you, but the way that it's looking is it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. Uh, I'm trying to see. I'm on 247 right now. See if they got any commits. Somebody said they got a commit today. If you know, if you know what their commit name is, Crawford Avenue, how about you put the recruits name in there? How about is that? Forrest, Forrest Gump? Uh, somebody. I don't know. But this is my thing, right? <laughs> the only reason I didn't give this an F is because I didn't want to be too mean. If I'm being honest. I would in, in Maryland. In Maryland, they giving out E's now for real. We don't even do F's because they said, you know, we around those white people, so you know they be like, hey, F's a little too. It messes up the kids' brain, so they give out E's now. So I would give this an E, a straight up. Look, e. I, I just, you know, I don't want to bear him just because I, I, I kind of believe that this guy has. I listened to his opening speech, and he has somewhat a vision. But my problem now is the execution of that vision doesn't seem to have a whole lot of fruition to it. There's no fruit on the tree yet. I don't see they got two home loans. <laughs> I don't see. Uh, can he pick up blitzes? Somebody said, can he pick up blitzes? That's funny. I, I, I don't see that. Um, I just don't see it, bro. I, I don't see it right now with the coming together of the staff. He's still got time. So there's still hope. And Alabama has a lot of quality athletes. So uh, and a lot of quality kids that want to go to school. Just right now, this is not, this is not, this is not good. Listen, at the end of the day, like I said, the only reason I didn't give this especially because everybody knows who else was on there. That's what makes it so bad. That's I mean, me exposing all Kevin the Sullivan, man. come on. I don't listen at this point. I don't give a damn about Kevin Summer. I just need somebody with a name that has been coaching before. This man has not touched Damian Craig. Crazy, bro. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, I don't listen. Alabama, and I'm gonna tell you one, I'm gonna tell you one thing before I, before I move on to the next coach. So, once again, I was on the call with the coach. Pretty good in the swag. That's all I'm gonna say. Pretty good in the swag. And he said, Scotty, I reached out to Alabama State. And from what they told me, they said, you don't have a chance. We have a big name guy taking this job. He said, so, Scotty, you know, I'm thinking Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, Hugh Jackson. He said, that's what I'm thinking. He said, not a real estate agent, Scotty. I said, a real estate. Not a real estate agent, Scotty. I said, a real estate agent. He said, you got to be, woo, man, I'm telling you this. 
That's all. I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that. That's all I'm gonna leave it at. That just that that just shows you how much Alabama State thinks about this guy. All right, next up, uh, Hugh Jackson. Uh, HBCU Sports gave it a grade B. I gave it an A. Kofi gave it an A. The fan average was a B. If you're from Southern, if you're from Southern, you gave it an A plus 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 plus. All right. So anybody, listen, everybody outside the state of Louisiana, pretty much, you know, probably gave this, and you know, whatever. But anyway, um, what do you, what do you, what do you say? What do you say, Kofi? They nailed it, bro. You see, you see, you clearly see that Grambling wants to win. They weren't willing to give it to some novice or somebody that didn't have um, either a brand name or low-level experience, somebody that wouldn't be able to take the program to its next level. Bob's had reasonable success at Grambling, won a SWAC championship, so he knows what he's doing. Um, he knew what he was doing till they started feeding them boys um, Frosted Flakes and stuff. Um, but Hugh Jackson understands what it takes to run a program. He understands what it's going to take to send it to the next level. And he's an excellent father figure. Anybody that I've uh, heard talk about Hugh Jackson, um, they talk about his mentorship, talk about his, his energy level, and talk about what he brings to the table and the level of accountability. He's seen it all from the collegiate level to the professional level. And this just definitely speaks to what Grambling thinks of their program and where Grambling wants to go. So that's why I gave it an A. I gave it an A simply for the fact of, like, Grambling, you need this, okay? Like, you needed this. You needed a, a bright spotlight on your program. Because what you didn't want to happen was that letter to come out, and then you hired somebody that was a no-name. That would have been a back-breaking experience because – it would, have, it would have been just so much negative attention that it would have put you into the dark ages another five or six years. So I really I really feel as though this is a good light on Gremlin. It's a good barometer for them to bounce back to what they were. So I'm excited. I think, I mean, listen, I think just that, I think, I think the, the roster is going to have a lot of California kids. I really do. I really believe. I know they're going to have some. I know they're going to have some Louisiana kids, but I think some Cali kids are going Bruh, to be. That's going to take the program. Grambling already is like a national brand, but it's going to take the program nationwide. Um, It's going to take it nationwide, and I'm fully expecting Grambling to end up playing a classic game uh, sometime over the next three years in Los Angeles or Las Vegas. Yeah. So we'll we'll see that. We'll, man, listen, I, I really I'm really excited to see what he does and, and how the recruits look coming in. All right. Next up. Listen. HBCU Sports gave this an A. I gave it a B. You gave it a B. The fan averages a B. And once again, if you're in Louisiana, you gave this. A, if you're from this booth, you gave this an A plus 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 plus. All right, that's what it is. Go ahead, Kofi, it's on you. I gave it a B because Hugh Jackson inquired about this job. Kevin Sumlin inquired inquired about the job, and to me, I think that there's significant upgrades to what Dooley brings to the table. Um, you know, they had an opportunity last year to get Reggie Ruffin, and you know, for me. I feel like he's just as good as as Dooley. Now, 
What Dooley does have is head coaching experience. He's proven to be successful on that level, led Prairie View to a SWAC West title. But at the end of the day, again, you turn down Kevin Sumlin over rumors, you know, over he say, she say stuff. And I don't think that they gave him a serious, serious look. You have millionaire backers at Southern University that are, are trying to vouch for this guy. So that's more money for your program. That being said, Dooley, this is his dream job. This is where he wants to be. Um, he does have, I saw staff people. I see signings. Um, I see some energy around the program. And, you know, it's, it's still going to be kind of up in the air because, again, that's why West is starting to look tougher and tougher by the day. So he's got to take it out. Uh, Dooley was a very, very safe pick. When they had an opportunity to be more dynamic with an Ed Reed, with a Hugh Jackson, or with a Kevin Sumlin, and that would have instantly taken Jaguar Nation, uh, the buzz with this would have been through the roof. Uh, your season ticket sales, they're probably going to be round about the same. Um, so I gave it a B. Could have been an A. They didn't do it, so we'll see. Okay, so I gave this a B simply because he hasn't won anything as a head coach. Right. Like if you're listen, if you're clown, listen, you can clown Hugh Jackson all you want. He's done it at the highest level. All right. That, that, uh, listen, you he has gone to he's gone from college to the NFL. You can clown. You can clown Hugh for his record or whatever you want to do. But my man has done it. At, he is coaching at the highest level possible. Dooley has won everywhere. He has been as an assistant. If you all right, as an assistant, that is a big difference to have your own program and to only be focused on coaching as an assistant are two different things. All right. So I'm not I'm never going to take credit away from Dooley being a great offensive mind. But to take a whole program and take it to the next level, we have not seen that. Now, I grant it, grant it. He, he got through the West. It was probably the weakest West ever, but he did it. He went to the SWAC championship. He lost. It is what it is. But I, I, I'm very, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to just, I'm going to be very, opt I'm more, I'm, listen, I am way more optimistic about this than that Alabama State guy. You All got right? to be. At least he coached football. You know what I'm saying? Like, this ain't even on, we ain't, listen. Southern, you don't even have a flag football record for Eddie Roberts. Southern could have got Southern could have kept Jason Rollins another year, and it would have been better than hiring the real estate agent. I'm just that that's how they could have took Jason Rollins from Southern and put him at Alabama State, and it would have been better than a real estate agent. I'm that's that's how bad that hire is, but we're not gonna go there. All right, but that's it. That that's my opinion on this. Uh the coaching hires and grades and everything like that. Last but not least. I really, really wanted to get your opinion on this. Master P and Hersey Miller, his son, leave Tennessee State. How does it look? And I have a couple quotes here from the uh, article from the U uh, the article from USA Today, right? But in your, have you heard anything about the story? Uh, oh, absolutely, because we talked about it last week. Um. I have very strong opinions because my thing is you didn't know what resources Tennessee State had before you signed your kid. Was this just a hype op 
a photo op for you to make it seem like you were really committed for the cause at HBCUs. You didn't not you didn't have that information. Now, my second thing is, Master P, you got the money to help a program get to the next level um, with training. So you weren't willing to invest your money to make sure that your son had what he needed, um, you know, or the school had what it needed to go to the next level. Um, to me, it looks a little shady um, that he put Tennessee State on blast like that. But the reality is we've got to step up our game. Um, we got to step up our game in every regard because among HBCUs, we make it seem like our our program just begins and ends with who our head coach is, and that's it. And that's not the case. All right, let me read a couple quotes off this. It says, Master P, whose name is Percy Miller, said his son did not receive proper medical attention after suffering a hip injury in the Tigers' first game of the season, November 9th, against Alabama A&M, and an improper diagnosis nearly led to the end of Hersey's playing career. We've got a great program at Tennessee State. We've got great people. We love the culture. We just didn't have enough trainers, P said. We didn't have an, we don't have enough medical people to take care of what needs to be taken care of. We don't have the technology that the Dukes and all the major universities have. And an injury like this could have been prevented. All right. Next up. That's when I said I have to bring a witness. OK, so I'm Oh no, let me say this before I get to this quote. There's I, it's a long it's a long article. I picked different pieces that I wanted to kind of give you guys a summary of what he was saying. Right. So the next part I picked out was that's when I said I have to bring awareness to what's going on at all these HBCUs underfunding with no resources. I'm going to be with all the HBCU programs to bring awareness to this, but I'm not going to sacrifice my son's career and his future. Masterpiece said Hersey has returned home and will be willing, will be rehabbing rehabilitating the injury Monday and is open to returning to the Tigers if changes are made. If they got the right funding and resources and doctors and nutrition, like all the rest of the state funded schools, Masterpiece said he loved the coaches. He loved the school. He loved Nashville. My family loved Nashville. When I say this is a bunch of baloney, like this is BS. BS beyond BS. Like, bro, you literally set up your son to have a $2 million NIL deal. Your son wasn't good enough. Man, bro, miss me with that. If anybody thought his son was good enough to get a $2 million NIL, you set that up, Master P. Let's, let's be real, bro. You set that up. And the this is my issue. You're talking about how they needed this and needed that. You have the platform. You have the ability to bring in all of that. The same way Dion puts his name on the line and his brand on the line, you could have done the same thing for Tennessee State, put your name and your brand on the line and been like, you know what? Because this is my thing. This is this is my thing, go Kofi. This is how I would have looked at it, right? If this could have happened to my son, and my son is a celebrity, Based off, you know what I'm saying? This could, if this happened to my son, think about all the kids who don't have a Master P dad who this could have happened to. And instead of you thinking, you know what? Let me do better. Let me, you know, okay, if your son's out for the season, okay, he's out for the season. But then you take, you do your due diligence to make sure it never happens to another kid again. That's what, that's what being for the culture is. That's Bruh. what, Bigger than the problem because you are bigger than the problem. 
a couple medical people, a couple supposedly, doctors. right? Oh, now again, you know, just going back to it because I'm I'm a firm believer. Um, it sounds just very immature. All right, anybody can point out an issue. Anybody can call somebody out, but you know, who is solution driven? And it does. The, what is the solution? How can you help the situation? You know, your name brand didn't necessarily help. He wasn't there long enough necessarily to help it. And mm -hmm. you withdrawing your son is not helping the situation. You know, so now I'm looking at you real side eye. But, you know, what would have been the solution? The solution would have been, hey, what do you guys need to go to the next level? I'm going to use my resources to help you get to the next level. I have resources. What do you guys need? You put yourself in a position to serve. How can I help? You know, how can I help? Well, we need more trainers. You know, I noticed or I noticed that the University of Michigan has X amount of trainers. All right. And I know you all are underfunded. So let me help you in this regard. I'm willing to go on ahead and pay for three additional trainers for your basketball team. How does that sound? Bam. It, and, the, and the issue is solved. But he didn't do that. No. And let me and let me tell you the response from the Tennessee Athletics. So Tennessee Athletics says, right. However, TSU Athletics Department officials told the Tennessean that school sports medicine department, which includes seven full-time medicine employees, isn't understaffed or underfunded compared to schools in its size. Now, I skipped down and got a school of its size. Austin P, which competes in the OVC along with Tennessee, has seven full-time sports medicine staff members, including four full-time athletic trainers, two interns, and one grad assistant. Austin P also has a team doctor who attends all home games. So they're not out. Listen, Austin P is as white as he can get. Okay. You're not out of the rain. You're not out of the realm of what you're used to. Listen, you knew once you went to an HBCU, what you were getting. And especially at the FCS level, bro, not many FCS schools are going to have 10 medical doctors or seven, seven athletic trainers and three grad assistants and two interns. Come on, man. Now, again, let's stop right there because now hopefully we understand. And I talked about this. I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but I'll bring it up again. Um, fam, you had seven trainers with the football team which is comparable with what Tennessee State had, right? Southeastern Louisiana had 22. Ooh. 20 freaking two. Your James Madisons, your North Dakota States, your people that are competing at the highest level have upgraded that aspect of their department. They've also upgraded their marketing. They've also upgraded their compliance. They've also upgrading, up, upgraded their strength and conditioning. I was looking at James Madison's staff, and they got a freaking mental health uh, sports psychologist. They got multiple ones for the athletic department. Mm -hmm. You know, and, no, you know, just in order for us to get where we desire to get, it's going to take a greater investment. From us, from the fan base, and from the, the from the people that are solution oriented, who say, you know what, we it's time for us to go to that next level. Coach, how many trainers would be adequate for you and your team? What do you feel like you need? 
and communicating that with your fan base so that the accountability and the ball is back in our court so that we can help. It's not like we don't want to help, but many of us just don't know. You know, many of us don't know, you know, uh, when Coach Simmons brought to us, I want to say a couple of years ago, talking to us about the training table, we, you know, most of us didn't understand what a training table was and how it benefits the program, but he put it out there. And then one of our um, direct um, direct funding sources jumped in and was like, hey, here's $220,000. Go, go handle the training table. Mm -hmm. Tell us how much you need. And they went and did it. And so FAMU's football team has had a training table ever since, ever since. So we have to um, do what we need to do to send our programs to the next level. And that's conversation. That's staying in contact and staying connected with your fan base so that they are actively engaged, which is where your social media, you know, ADs having town hall meetings to discuss the issues, to discuss what we need and putting it out there so that we can make it happen. All right, let me say something. Let me get to one comment right there. He said, he said, uh, Vaughn says, you're missing the point. They misdiagnosed his son. Sir, let me let me explain something to you, Vaughn. Um, how many misdiagnoses happen in the NFL? How many misdiagnoses happen in the NBA? How many misdiagnoses happen in all college athletics? It happens. Nobody's perfect. So the fact that you think this never happens and that, oh, my God, no, it happens. It happens to the highest level of competition. I mean, it happened to Drew Brees. Come on, man. That's why Doc. That's why a lot of NFL players always go get second opinions. That's just what it is because of the fact that it gets misdiagnosed by a lot of people. So miss me with all that. At the end of the day, if the if if it was a problem, if it was a problem by you feeling like there was an inadequate amount of medical attention, then you shouldn't. Have, he should have never went there. He should have never gone. And again, it, just it, it just to me, it just comes off as a publicity stunt. And again, if I'm sending my child, I already know what my child is getting into. You know, I know what situation they're getting into. And so we thought about it. You should have been informed that they had seven medical staff people. And if you wanted more, you had the money to hire more. Come so on. Stop tripping. Bug it, man. Let's, come on, man. These dudes, boy. Oh, oh, he, mad, man. He, mis he misdiagnosed his son. Everybody gets misdiagnosed, bro. Shut that up. All right, next up, celebration bowl time. Cel I was going to do like a celebrate button, but I, I didn't want to get copyrighted. Man, you're so going to put that. Yeah, I got you. Celebrate, good time. Yeah. All right, South Carolina State versus Jackson State, 50K sold out, and they're about to do a thousand, a thousand standing room only at $40 a pop. Listen, the prime effect is real. The prime effect is is real now my question is is how do you see this going forward because if jack listen, listen i'm just saying this if jackson state was not in this celebration bowl it's not sold out i don't care what nobody says it's not sold out I don't give it. A, I don't care if it was fam. You in South Carolina State, you're not selling out. You're not selling it out. Uh, now, prime. Let me let me say this. Prime prime's effect, no doubt. You cannot understate that. Okay, but what I will say is that if you get any of the, I want to say, big four teams, you get Jackson State, you get a fam, you or you get a Southern. That game's gonna sell out. It's gonna sell out. Because Bragg Stadium Part 2, Bragg Stadium North, is in Atlanta. Our largest fan base, our largest alumni section is in Atlanta. Our people freaking love Atlanta. That game would have sold out. 
That game would have sold out. I guess. I yeah. Guess. I, I don't so lot. FAMU and Tennessee State have done 70,000 in Atlanta on, on multiple occasions. Oh, FAMU, wow. FAMU and Southern did 54,000. So the game would have sold out. Okay. I guess. Jackson I was... State's kind of new to this thing. Oh. And I'm just playing, but... <laughs> I, knew, I knew a shot was coming. Hey, all right. Your thoughts on the game, and are you excited for the game? I'm excited. I'm going to tell you why. Um, I'm happy for Jackson, Mississippi. I'm happy for Jackson State. I'm happy for Prime. Here's what I'm going to say. Buddy Pugh has been around this thing a long time. He has coached a lot of football games. I've seen his teams play constantly. Alabama A&M went out there and destroyed them in the spring because they were shorthanded. They came back in the fall. They only lost by one point. Okay. They should have won the game. My point to you is Jackson State, hands down, I believe, has the better team. But sometimes the better team doesn't always win. That's fair. And this is why you played the game. Please understand, Buddy Pugh knows what he's doing. His special teams uh, units are stellar. Their kickoff units are stellar. They they're not going to kick to your punt returner that's going to run back touchdown. They're not kicking to him. Buddy Pugh's not dumb. And – a traditional South Carolina State, a good South Carolina State team will run the ball. This year they are throwing the ball a whole lot more, but I think he understands what they need to do to win the game. Their defense is known for causing turnovers. So please don't go in there and think, because, I mean, they played against one of the top QBs, two of the top QBs, the Howard QB and uh, Norfolk State, and they played them pretty well. They played the guy at Cookman. And they said that the score was like 42-6 before Cookman mounted like a comeback off of second and third team people that were in there. Do not underestimate South Carolina State University and their football. They have a ton of tradition. They've sent a lot of people to the pros. They're going to be fired up. And it's nothing like nothing to fire up a team more than it's us against the world. Nobody believes in us. Y'all said that we were going to lose. Y'all said that we suck. Now we're going to bust you in the mouth. Please don't understand. Uh, please don't underestimate South Carolina State. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Laugh now. I've seen this thing before. Now I'm telling you up front. Jackson State has a better team. Jackson State almost lost to Southern. If they almost lost to Southern University, they can lose to South Carolina State. Okay, I just want. I just want to know. Like, you don't. You don't have. You can. You can. You can come out, you know, whoever's paying you behind the scenes, Kofi, you can, you can go ahead, you can go ahead. Listen, you did your, you did your promotion. <laughs> you did, you listen. I you got, got to sell it, man. I got to sell it, right? <laughs> I got to sell it. I think I did a pretty decent job. Oh, you did a hell of a job. All right, but listen, I'm telling you, I've seen Buddy Putin's play. And he's had like multiple weeks to freaking prepare for this game. He's not a dummy. And I'm expecting some wrinkles. I'm expecting, um, you know, Jackson has a better team, but it's not like their offense is just, you know, Southeast Louisiana, James Madison. They, they, they work on the big play. That's where they beat people. Big play and strong defense. They shut down the big play. Jackson's going to have to earn this W. Okay, let me, let me say this. First of all, I am so not excited for this game. Like, 
I, I, I highly doubt if I'm even going to stream this game. I'm probably just going to watch it in my room and be like, oh, okay, enjoy it by myself. Just, <laughs> I'm not even, and I'm in Atlanta, not going to the game. Like, <laughs> that, this has probably been the easiest trip all year. Listen, I've been right. driving. I, I, here's what I'm saying Jackson State had a hard time with freaking Delta State. That's fair. That's all fair. Right. They had a hard time. That's fair. Delta State is a very physical football team. South Carolina State traditionally will bust you in the mouth. They're going to come out, and they're going to come out swinging. Now, how long that lasts, I don't know. All right? But they're not going to be afraid, afraid to see just how strong Jackson State is. Jackson State has shown that they are vulnerable to the run game. They're not going to make the same dumb mistakes that Texas Southern made in the game. If Buddy Pugh had Texas Southern, Texas Southern probably would have beaten Jackson State on that day. Straight up. All right. So, okay. Man, you, you are, they need to, whatever they paid you, they need to pay you double. Anyway, so, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> my thing is this, right? And it's not, honestly, I think the game might be, like, I, I'm just not, I don't know why the game just doesn't interest me at all. It really doesn't. Um, that's because, fam, you beat South Carolina State 30 to 7, right? And it should have no, been a shutout. It no, should have been a shutout. No. But I'm not, here's I'm not. what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say, right? You have a team that hadn't played in like two weeks. When you take that time off, it takes a while for you to get back into your rhythm and a while for you to get back into your flow. Sometimes you take it stops your momentum. And it takes a while for you to do that. Now, Jackson, Jackson State practices very hard. They practice with a whole lot of intensity. But I just don't want people just going in there thinking that South Carolina State is just like Fort Valley State or something like that, that they're just going to go in there and just lay down. They're not going to lay down. They're going to they gonna come out. They're going to come out swinging. If Jackson State's better, Jackson State's better. But I fully expect a very intense Jackson, I mean, South Carolina State team. People thought, that Alcorn was going to go in there and just annihilate North Carolina Central in the opening game. They were like, boy, the Braves is just going to go into Atlanta and they're just going to destroy North Carolina Central. What happened? North Carolina Central ran the ball and their special teams got in the act and they figured out how to, sh to shut down Alcorn State and the rest is history. Let Shadur throw about three interceptions, and this game is gonna be quite interesting. Won't happen. Um, all right. I'm listen, I'm not I'm not even the biggest Shador fan. I know that's not gonna be that first of all, he doesn't put the ball in the air enough to they don't they don't do enough exotic stuff for him to get caught up like that. My th and I and I think South Carolina State is a defensive-minded team, so I, I don't think Jackson State, listen, Bama's who listen, I, and I know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do a call-in show on the Saturday of Bama's gonna call in with these crazy ass scores. Jackson State 42 to 7. Jackson State 30. I'm like, when's the last time Jackson State has put over 24 points offensively? Like their offense is put up 24 points, like like, like they just that good. All right. So anything I I, I know the score is gonna be under 30 something. Right. So as long as as long as South Carolina State can keep the score under 28, they have a chance. Now, the problem is, is can South Carolina score South Carolina State score three times? That's listen, that's the that Texas Southern's the only team that has scored three times on Jackson State. So that's the that's the barometer. Can the all score, all score score at what? 10 in 24. Right. So. 
is you the 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 listen the goal of the listen the goal of the week is just four times can you score four times but this is where i think the game needs to be played the game they need to take the southern playbook whatever southern did until the end of the game you need to do the exact same buddy Pugh is not a dummy buddy Pugh made a whole living off running the freaking option what did jackson state struggle with this fall the option Oh yeah, that triple yeah, the uh the uh the option at Texas Southern. Yeah, they they're not dumb. They they can get to the outside. They've got athletes, you know. Uh, I'm 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 interested to see if South Carolina State is going to D them up. Now, if they turn the ball over, it is going to be a blowout. If oh, yeah. If South Carolina State turns the ball, it's gonna be right. a blowout. It's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? But listen, I I'm take I'm listen, I'm I'm doing the Southern. Now, I don't know about South Carolina State's offensive line. Uh, I heard the MEAC is a little, always a little bit more, more physical than the SWAC. So we'll see how that compares because we already know what that Jack State D line is and uh, South Carolina State's O line. We'll see how that goes. But I think people really listen. I know people are talking about Shaq Davis, and I got to give my, I got to give credit to CFL for this one. He says, Scotty, you need to watch Will Vereen. The, the, the opposite receiver. He said, watch Wolverine. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I went back and watched the Wolverine. That boy is nice. And if CJ Holmes is guarding him, if anybody outside of Nugget is guarding C uh, Wolverine, you're going to get done up. Now, is the quarterback going to get him the ball? Who knows? That is a mystery like no other, okay? Because he's really spotty. But Wolverine is like that. All right. I know a lot of people talk about Shaq Davis, the six, five guy, but Will Vereen is to me is the better overall receiver. Go ahead. It's just, you know, uh, I understand again, how do you win the game? Well, you win the game of course by being physical, being patient, you know, not being dumb, uh, understanding what you're doing, not panicking, you know, um, a lot of teams go in there and the teams that have played Jackson state and they go in there and they don't stick with, what's freaking working or they don't see it because they have their mindset on doing something else. You know, sometimes the game doesn't lend itself for you to do that. So you have to be able to make adjustments. I'm not saying that South Carolina state is going to win the game. What I am saying is it's going to be competitive. Um, yeah. I said, Jackson state is the better team. They are, they've proven that. Um, but at the same time, sometimes the best team doesn't always win. You know, I've seen some very funny things happen in college football. And Buddy Pugh has been around a long time. He understands what to do to win a football game. And he's going to have South Carolina State believing that they can win. And that's what a good coach is going to do. These guys are going out us against the world. I'm a case in point. Uh, I remember, fam, you played Georgia Southern in Jacksonville at 87. Everybody was like, the Dunkel Index predicted that Georgia Southern was going to win the game by 41 freaking points. Fam, was a 41-point underdog to Georgia Southern. And our guys went in there in 1987 after being 5-6 and six and beat the defending national champions in Jacksonville, Florida. That was FAMU. <laughs> you know, who did not win the MIAC that year. But my point is, these guys are lining up to play football. If Jack State goes in there cocky and thinking that South Carolina State is going to hand them the game, they got another thing coming. Uh, it's my last point. We're going to go to the uh, last question, and then the call lines will be open. Um, yeah, I did want to say that the point spread is 11 and a half. Uh, the point spread is 11 and a half. Um, 
This is my my last point is this. Jackson State has a problem with big backs. All right. Kendrell Flowers, he's not a he's not a scat back. He's pretty solid. He's a transfer from Wake Forest. The boy has good feet. He runs behind his pads. Listen, Keontae Hampton and Aubrey Miller are going to have to show up because this kid loves to run the ball and he runs hard. So if they get in a situation kind of like how Alcorn was where they were running and getting yards and gaining traction and controlling the game, this game could be 10-10 at half, 13-10 at half, 13-10 at third quarter. That's where Jackson State does not want to be. All right. You don't you want you don't want to be in a close game with a good coach. Like that's see, and I and and, and listen, I know people are gonna say McNair is a great coach, right? And he is. But to go away from what is working, I gotta dink you that. So I, I gotta ding you on that. So for my thing is this: I don't think you want to go. You either want to get this game over with in the first half. If it comes in close and Buddy Pugh and this team has a chance because you have some veteran receivers, you have some veteran uh, players on that South Carolina State D that's going to have a lot of pride. Jacoby Durant, Zafir Kelly, the linebacker from South Carolina State. You're going to have a lot of members on this defense that feel that they can compete with this team and they're going to have that they're going to have the sauce to do so. So we shall see. Anything else you got on this one, Kofi? I mean, that, that's pretty much it, man. I've just seen, you know, just some funny stuff happen. I know everybody's like, oh, no, no, no. Look, this is why you play the game. And you got to go out there and play. You got to go out there and win. This is what makes uh, college football what it is. So um, it is what it is. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to watch a little bit. And hopefully, you know, South Carolina State can do what they can do. All make right. Make it a game. Uh, last question. And let me open these call lines up. You know, once you hear the white lady, the call lines is open. Uh, you are the only participant in the conference. Call lines are open 516-259-9041. Call lines are open 516-259-9041. Now, we're coming down to the end of the year. Things are wrapping up. How do you think the SWAC will look next year competitively? Um, from what I see right now, it's going to be extremely competitive. I mean, extremely competitive um, because Jackson State is going to have a target on their back. So everybody understands now that in order for me to beat Jackson State, I've got to be faster. I've got to have a QB. And I've got to play good. I need bigger uh, cornerbacks. I need more physical, a more physical defense. And you see that beginning, those, those, those blueprints, those fingerprints beginning to show themselves across the swag. Let's look at Mississippi Valley and who Mississippi Valley has been able to pick up. They're not picking up just regular blow Joes. They're picking up some, some nice gems, you know, some transfers, uh, from FBS programs that are, that fit into the blueprint of what Coach Dancy wants to do uh, from a football standpoint. Then let's look at Alabama AM and who they're picking up. They they got they have they already had a QB that I think is going to be uh, more dynamic than what um Quill Glass was. He's more uh, athletic than what Glass was, but then they're bringing in the kid from the University of Miami. I mean, that's that's a real good pickup for them. So that competition within itself is going to be really good because Cornell Maynard knows how to coach 
uh, QBs. He's done it before. He'll do it again. That's going to be a good deal for them. I mean, that's just Alabama A&M and freaking um, Mississippi Valley. Cookman got uh, the young man from the University of Florida who transferred to Jackson State who left out. So, you know, Cookman still getting, they still have Averett, Averett, Averett coming back. Uh, number one, who was a wideout for them, he was practically uncoverable, if you ask me. Now they need some, they needed somebody that was more athletic, that was able to get him the ball uh, more consistently. But nobody's standing pat. You know, this signing day um, is going to be interesting. FAMU's having a very good signing period. I know people don't see all the, you know, all the hoopla, but bruh, the Rattlers recruiting is going to be, is, is good. Jackson State has a solid recruiting class. Um, Grambling already signed a, a kid from Oregon. Um, it's gonna be interesting. Ain't nobody gonna handle it. It's gonna be very competitive, just like it normally is. So, uh, you know, Alcorn signed a few kids um, from the FBS, from the JUCOs. You know, nobody is standing pat. Everybody understands that we got to get better quality athletes if we're gonna compete and beat and beat Jackson State. Um, I'm I'm rocking with PPMG on this one. He said the swag will really have to coach now. Talent will be on every team. Absolutely. I think he said that's that's the perfect that's the perfect synopsis of where I was going with this. Um, I'm excited because I know teams are going to have to raise their level of expectations for themselves for the Football talent. IQ has to come up. It has to come up, and coaching has to get a lot better. Right? You have listen. You understand. First of all, you understand what Jack State is going to do. They're not they're not going to be a zone team. They're going to be a straight man blitz team. That's what they're going to do. They're going to find people to do it at a high level. You have to be able to counteract that. Um and they are the standard. At this point in time, you're you know, listen, it's like it's like when the uh, Warriors became starting shooting threes. Everybody else had to get on the same page. It was like, listen, Look, we got to shoot for all you people that think that I'm just totally against Jack. It's not a totally against. You go after the team that won the freaking conference, okay? So if FAMU had won the conference, people wouldn't be sitting pat. They'd be coming after FAMU. If Prairie View or whoever won the conference, that's who they're coming at. Jackson State won the conference. Jackson State has the momentum. Jackson State is the person. So, yes, everybody is coming for Jackson State because Jackson State is the freaking champ. So um, they have set a new standard with recruiting. They've seen all the momentum that Dion has been able to bring to um, HBCU football and the SWAC in general. But. You know, Willie Simmons is the same thing, and it's going to be people gunning for us too. So it's it's not going to be one of those things. I mean, Grambling always has a dart on their back. People are always trying to be, now that they got Hugh Jackson, that's going to be a bigger dart. People, are, you're going to have to play the G. The G's going to come with it. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting all the way around. Just Jack State happens to be the champions this year, and, you know, it's going to cause people to up their game. Yeah, I, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a it's gonna be amazing to see how I, I, I want to see because, like I said, uh, Alabama A and M got a four star DB that came in and they know they were having problems on defense. Um, you know what I'm saying? You got listen, listen, the the if listen, I don't believe in recycling coaches, but Alabama State should have threw the bag at Dancy. Should have threw the bag at Dancy, and I would have been okay with it. I literally would have been oh, oh yeah, okay with it, but. Because what he's doing down in Valley is nothing but making, turning shit into cake. I mean, like, it's it's ridiculous. I've been to Itabina. A lot of people on this channel cannot say they've been to, I've been down there, me and my girl, watched the FAMU and Valley game. They went toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Did you have some off? Nah, it was, it was, it actually wasn't bad. It actually wasn't, I didn't really get okay. bit that much. 
But um, but no, but at the end of the day, man, I'm excited. I think next year you're going to see a better, a better uh what I the word I'm using like a, a, a like you're gonna see better schemes. You're gonna see better schemes, you're gonna see better head play. And I wanna say, let's define what good coaching is. Because people just, you know, let's define what good coaching. What is good coaching to you, sir? Good coaching to me is being able to adjust mid-game and definitely scheme for the game, right? So not script plays. We're not talking about script plays. I'm talking about, okay, I see a team that likes to play man. I need a lot more man beaters in my passing game to attack this team. Not come out and do the same old stuff we did last game and expect it to work on a team that is a man-based team. Or, okay, your best corner, it's all about, listen, you always put your players in position to make plays, right? So that's why I tell people, and this is what I'm saying, Aubrey Miller is not Keontae Hampton. But the thing that Dennis Thurman did was, I'm not asking him to be Keontae Hampton. I'm asking you to do what Aubrey Miller does at a high level, which is attack, I'm about to say attack the basket, Uh, be around the line of scrimmage, come downhill and make tackles. I don't I don't need you in space. I don't need you covering tight end. That's what makes high-level coaching and high-level adjustments. I don't see a lot of that in the SWAC. And what's the biggest factor to me is just adjustments. I, don't, I, I cannot stand seeing something and you don't adjust to it and make the team pay for doing it to you. Go ahead. What's, what's high-level coaching for you? High-level coaching for me is understanding – um, what your team does well, what another team does well, and counteracting that with a game plan that gets the job done. Um, I, I look at fundamentals. I look at um, penalties. Um, and that's very difficult in the SWAT because everywhere you go, you get a different brand of refs and, you know, it's kind of like playing spades and they be making up their own rules and stuff. But um, – when you have a team that I look for a fundamental, a fundamentally sound team that doesn't make mistakes, that's solid in all three phases of the game. For example, take New England. Okay, take the fact that they played the Buffalo Bills on the road last week on Monday Night Football with a ton of wind just blowing everywhere with a rookie QB. Okay. Bill Belichick understood what he needed to do to win. So did he have his QB throwing 40 times during the freaking game? No. He ran the ball, found running plays that would break the back of, uh, or break New England, not, I'm sorry, break Buffalo's defense, and they stuck with it. They ran the ball 41 straight times. 41. They weren't trying to say, oh, this is third down or whatever. Now we're going to freaking throw the ball. No. They ran the ball. They ran the ball, and they did what they needed to win. So by Kofi logic, family doesn't have high-level coaching because they passed the ball 40 times with McKay. We had our bad – we had a bad moment, bro. I, I, I have nothing – I have nothing else to say about that. But we do have high-level coaching. We got higher-level coaching than what your team had because we probably beat your team. So that's what I'm going to say about that. Um, I look for teams – to um, figure out what they do wrong and how they can um, make those adjustments to go to the next level. Um, 
I look to see those things, man. You know, do you have special teams nuances? Are you just kicking the, you know, stuff like that? All right. All right, let's get to these callers. Call lines are open, 516-259-9041. 516-259-9041. Please have a question or comment, all right? <laughs> Stay on topic. Don't be rambling, all right? And let's keep it keep it smooth. What's up, Mr. Ford? Talk to me. Okay, I'm going to try to stay on topic here. Let me see now. First thing I said, I am so happy that Ed Reed turned down the Grambling job because that's not who I wanted. I wanted Hugh Jackson, so I'm glad about that. Uh, the next thing I wanted to say was, I want somebody that's on the call to please call Commissioner Charles McClellan and give him the name of an NFL official by the name of Jerome Boger and ask him to, ask him to do off-season training with SWAC football officials. We cannot go through that incompetence that we witnessed this year. We can't do that again. So if anybody's on the line, if you know uh, Commissioner Charles McClellan, give him the name of Jerome Boger. He's a Morehouse graduate. He's one of the top uh, referees in the NFL, and ask him to come down to the SWAC or wherever and give off-season training to these uh, SWAC officials. We can't Ms. go through Mr. Mr. Hemingway, you asked what is high-level coaching. I said, number one, must be able to discipline. Number two, must have his team organized. Number three, must be able to motivate. Number four, must be a student of the game. In saying all of this, and I want to say this, and I say this in all earnesty, the University of Georgia is in trouble. The reason they're in trouble, Kirby Smart is not on Jim Harbaugh's level. And so I'm just telling you people here in Georgia, I know you think this is the greatest Georgia team ever, but I'm just telling you, don't be shocked if Kirby, if Kirby get his ass kicked by Jim Harbaugh. He's not on Jim Harbaugh's level, okay? Uh, hey, man. Hey, man. I, that was oh, – let me, let me just say this. Guys, it's going to be so much better next year. These coaching changes, we are 10 times better than we were this year. Uh, somebody put it in your uh, chat. They said that next year is going to be epic. That is so correct. Uh, it's going to be so much better. And like uh, Mr. Hemingway said, I just hope Prairie Review don't mess up. It, I, I just hope Prairie Review don't mess this thing up. Did you have? Did you want to ask me something, Scott? Yeah, no, Mr. Kofi got I, a question. I had a question I'm for in. you, man. So did you call uh, Mr. McClellan's office already? Did you lead the way? No, I need to write him a letter because there's some things that um, I need I need to write him a letter about. No, I, I'm sorry, Mr. Hemingway. I haven't done it. I need to do it. Yeah, we need your I voice, need man. You 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 know what needs to be done, and you're very passionate about HBCU sports. So, you know, I, I'm more than willing to do that, put that out there, put that name in, in the chat, and let's make that happen. I, I'm in agreement with you. Okay. Well, listen, Scotty, did you have anything else for me? Negative, Mr. Ford. Appreciate the call, as always. Okay. Have a good night. You too. Much love, man. Gotta love Mr. Ford. Yes, sir. Negative, Mr. Ford. Hey, Coach Green, you lie. Talk to me. Okay. Have a good night. All right. Let me turn my volume down. All right. My first comment, when it comes to the SWAC officials, the SWAC officials don't just a referee in the SWAC. That's what people got to understand. They got a whole bunch of conferences that's in this, in this south region that all these officials also officiate in. So 
Don't think they just officiate only the swag. Some of them officials might even uh, referee in uh, SEC. All right. Now move on. Yeah, I, I, highly, got a I, I, I um, highly doubt that, but go ahead. <laughs> nah, nah, trust me. I know for a fact. What's, I know for a fact. Give me a I name. Know people, I know give some people that work to give me a name. Give me a name so I can do my own research. Give me a name. I can't think of their name right now. I know you can. I know you can. Actually, what's your next question, Coach Greg? Go ahead. Nah. Well, I'm going to get back with you with the name, though. All but right. Anyway, uh, my question for him was, um, now, I heard this name come up for uh, Prairie View that they were talking about. His name is Coach Cole. He used to be at Texas Southern. They say Texas Southern was, you know, pretty much good when he was there. But L.C. Cole? He let him go. He said L.C. Huh? Cole? L.C. Cole? He used to coach at Tennessee State? That's the thing. He used to be at Texas Southern. They say. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. They say he must. They say something. He did something over at Texas Southern, and they're still recovering from it. What What happened over there? Uh, they got on probation, and he did that at Tennessee State, and he did that at Texas Southern, and that would not be a good move for Prairie View. Now, this guy knows football, for the record. I mean, he got Tennessee State to number three in FCS. And uh, they had a very high ranking, and the quarterback got injured, and they lost to Ante in the first round in 90-99. All right? But he got Tennessee State competing at a very high level, and they won the OVC. And they haven't won the OVC since. So that's how good a coach this guy is. He knows what he's doing. But uh, the Cole brothers can coach. They just will – they're not detail-oriented and from the standpoint of the compliance thing. But I – you know, knowing what I know now, um, compliance to me is not necessarily a coaching issue. To me, it's a school issue because I believe that the schools have to provide the necessary resources to make sure that um, players are eligible or they're ineligible. And if you have an understaffed, compliant staff, your 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 football program is going to suffer. And that's where we were with HBCUs a while back. But that's not the case anymore. So, you know. And uh, and also, uh, you know, comment for both of y'all, uh, you know, because I was listening to uh, Swack, Swack and the Fool, and they said Sumlin was never in the running for the job. He never, he never did an interview, never, you know, no type of contact with him at all. Who they you said, talking about? What oh, school? Just, for Southern? True. For Southern? Yeah. They lying. They lying. Okay, let me, let me also say this. Someone like Sumlin is not somebody that I'm going to – do a traditional interview with his record is already out there mm -hmm. you understand what i'm saying but i know for a fact because i've got a, a a good friend of mine that works in administration at southern university he was like man if we don't freaking hire someone i am out of freaking all right here. oh let me let me say this let me say this you're absolutely right let me say this by the word you're saying, interview, you're absolutely right. He never officially interviewed with Jason Rollins. The, I mean, for, uh, for, uh, what's Banks. his name? Banks. For uh, Banks, right? Banks did not want him. He wanted Dooley. Sumlin interviewed with every big money booster at Southern, okay? They were on a call. I know, listen, one of the guys that was on the conference call emailed me 
All right. And told me he was on a conference call with Sumlin and they asked mm-hmm. him questions for over an hour and a half to make sure they were comfortable and to make sure that he really wanted this job and wasn't trying to be like a, a one night stand type of thing. I hit it and quit it. So he, so yes, they're absolutely right. He did not officially interview with banks because banks did not want to. And they banks, already hired Dooley after homecoming. So, and banks and banks <laughs> and banks was on some and banks was on some stuff like this. Oh, nah, you know, he just don't he don't really want to be a part of the program and he don't bro. I've heard it from everybody possible, bro. I'm telling you. So they're absolutely right. Southern did not do an official interview because banks did not want to do an official interview, but someone talked to every big money person that Southern has. And he passed with fine colors. They were willing to pull the trigger. Banks was the only one that stopped it. And that's how you got Dooley. You really can't put it all on uh, Banks either now. You got to look at the, uh, some alumni that was on the Dooley uh, side too now. Once again, listen to what I'm telling you. 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 All the big money. The the big listen, big money moves money. Let's not play this game. Little money don't move money. Big money makes decisions at at these HBCUs. The big money said we're you okay. <laughs> we we all know that. So, so it ain't no. But I do. Is, but I do agree with it, you, Pete it, it Richardson. Probably, it probably was even. Listen, there's no evenness with big money. The only thing that was even is Pete Richardson. Pete Richardson's voice and saying, you know what? That's my guy. Go with my guy. Yes, he has a lot of weight. He holds a lot of weight at Southern. But little alumni do not meet to big money boosters. That That's... Bro, that, that's like you telling Texas the regular fan makes decisions with the big money boosters. They're not the same. I don't give a damn if you get $20 a month. You're not the same. Do you hear me? Do you, do you, you get that, right? Yeah. You're not the same. Yeah. Yeah. I understand what you're saying, but this is what I'm saying. If for, for you to say that, they must don't have enough pull. Because what I understand, big money donors, have a lot of pull when it comes to coaching hire. Roman, Dan- Roman Banks was dumb. I'm going to be straight up. Roman Banks was being a stubborn mule. He didn't have the heart to pull the trigger, and that's why you ended up with Dooley. That's that's what happened. You know, and uh, it is what it is. Um, Dooley's there now, so they got to live with it, and I, I, I hope that they're ready because, again, the schedule, your schedule next year does not change. Southern schedule next year does not change. They're playing everything that they play last year especially from the swag level all right and they're gonna have to find a way to beat these teams grambling got better fam U's gonna be better jackson state's arguably going to be better Alcorn's going to be better and that was a team that they beat texas southern is going to be better prayer if you kick them to sleep if they get something i don't know if that's gonna turn around that is six freaking games right there off cuff six yep Yep. I don't know if Dooley's going to come in right away, and I hope Southern University is some kind of patient because, again, this is not necessarily looking like – I don't feel like Southern's going to just get this huge amount of momentum and they're just going to get it done just like that. It's not going to work like that. It's going to take some time for him to get the program where it needs to get. And uh, Southern is a blue blood program. They normally don't have a lot of patience for stuff like this, but Dooley is their boy. So they're going to have to walk this one out. 
to my Tennessee State people that are in the chat room. Hello. God bless you guys. I'm grateful for you all to join. Please tell your people to join the SWAC. All right. I'll say this, though. This is, your, the, this is your last I say this. As far as receivers, that's where you're going to have to add it. And I don't have no breaking – hey, and, and, and Scotty, I don't have no breaking news for you right now, <laughs> but I might have some later on for you. All right, I appreciate the call. Hey, caller, you live. Talk to you. Hey, man, this is your friendly neighborhood, second-generation <laughs> Jacksonian grad, Tyler Nessie. Uh, I love his intro. Go ahead, man. <laughs> I got one quick comment and one question. The comment is, I know Brother Hemingway was joking uh, about uh, it being new to Jackson State, but I wanted to say that in 1995, uh, uh, 1995, Jackson State and Alabama State played in Chicago Soldier Field and drew 37,000 people. And that was like in Chicago with no HBCUs around. It was 1995, Jackson State, Alabama State, played in Chicago Field. And I know that because I was teaching the Jackson. I remember the next year, a lot of Soldier students Field. in Chicago area said, I'm sorry. No, he said Soldier Field, but go ahead. You're good. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Soldier Field, yeah. And and, and so I only say that you were right. It is the prime effect, but the top-tier schools like FAMU, Jackson State, Southern, they have always been 35,000-plus. So I would say what the prime effect does, it adds another 15,000, 20,000-plus. Because if you can get 37,000 in Soldier Field, where there are no HBCUs, now there are a lot of black people there that went to HBCUs, but, you know, that, that says a lot for Jackson State and Alabama State. Now, my question is this, and my question is not this. I want to be clear when I, with my question. It's not an anti-playoff question. I got just a general question about perception. Uh, I see FBS schools get mollywhopped by other FBS schools all the time. Mm-hmm. I see white FCS schools uh, mollywop other white FBS schools. Like we just saw Montana get mollywopped by James Madison with the 24-6, 24-3. When white, when FBS schools get mollywopped and FCS schools get mollywopped, white schools, no one ever says they should be ashamed. They, 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 they shouldn't be in the playoffs. It just seems like it's a double standard that if a black school plays in the playoffs and we get beat, it's a they should be ashamed, they shouldn't come up, they shouldn't be in there. But no one ever says when Vanderbilt gets mollywhopped nine times, no one ever says, oh, Vanderbilt shouldn't be in the SEC. Am I wrong for saying that it's a double standard that white folks, oh, sorry, white schools get to get mollywhopped and no one says anything? But we Scotty, tune him up. You know, is that a question? I mean, no, what, it's, that's, that makes sense. No, no, it's is real. The Oregon started. Has the no. Oregon started? <laughs> Hold on. Can we get the Oregon? Yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. Ah, uh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Now you preaching. You preaching. That's All real. Right. You, you, re- you re- preach because uh, the Super Bowl was not close. And right. nobody said that the Kansas City Chiefs did not belong in the Super Bowl. In fact, there have been several right. Super Bowls that have been blowouts. There have been several right. even NCAA championship games, um, you know, where people say, well, people have gotten blown out. Ohio State has gotten blown out. But they also have two right. national titles. 
sooner or later, you're going to get kicked to sleep. It's going to happen if you right. play this game long enough. And there is a double standard because a lot of our people just simply don't believe that we can win another national title. But that's a lot from the pit. Right. All right. Exactly. Ah, yes, a lot from the pit. <laughs> and the devil is a lie. All right. So, <laughs> so, so I, you're I, absolutely right. We've got to think more highly of ourselves and understand and just put ourselves in position to win. Comment, uh, well, comment for later. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, y'all were talking at the same time. What do you say, Ms. Kofi? No, we just have to put ourselves in position to understand what we need to do to win at that level. You know, and again, uh, blowouts happen because of turnovers. Blowouts happen because of misplays, um, you know, missed assignments. All kinds of things contribute to a blowout, and it can happen to any team. I mean, I remember when Kansas City put 50 on Belichick, and they ended up, Belichick and them ended up coming back and winning the Super Bowl that same year. Right. And so I'm saying that so that with everything trending up for the swag, like if let's say family out recruits Jackson State this year or Gramlin out recruits, right? I want I want the same narrative. I want to be able to say, hey, let's say FAMU and Gramlin, whoever's in the SWAC championship, we should also be screaming that if we got another team that recruited well, we should be saying that team, that that other team should get a look Facts. Uh, for the playoffs. And be screaming that to the hilltop. And that's all I'm gonna say. I know you got some more calls. Hey man, appreciate the call. Now we need the the, the swag, and that's the vision of coach of uh McClellan is to have multiple teams in the playoffs. And I think that we can do that. We just got we've got to schedule more uh FCS teams from other conferences, and we have to win those games. That it, it, you got you got to at least be competitive. Hey, calling you live, talk to me. You got, you got to. Five seven six nine, you're live. Five seven six nine, you're live. Uh, all right, uh, what's up? What's up? Turn your background down. You yeah, turn your background down. Hello. Yeah, I can hear you. You live. Hello. You're live. Talk. Hello. Bro, you're live. Talk. Oh my God, man! Talk, listen, guys. If you're new to this, you gotta talk to the phone. Do not talk to me through the television. Talk to me through the phone. All right. God, Almighty. Hey, caller, you live? Talk to me. Hey, what's going on, Scotty? What's up, T? Hey, um, uh, a question, a statement. Talk I don't to know me. If you in the comments, um. I want to know why you didn't walk on at South Carolina State. And then my statement is um, to um, Mr. Kofi. He knows those Cole brothers very well. Because in uh, 99, we beat family to sleep in the ATL class. I don't know about sleep, but y'all did win the game. Uh, you beat, uh, we, we, we beat you to sleep, son. And we, <laughs> we, we wasn't sleep. We, we, we got to the semifinals and y'all lost uh, first round. So that wasn't sleep. Oh, that's you funny. did, you did, you did. All right, y'all made y'all better a better run that year, but we beat you to sleep in the in ATL class. If you know that, but, but what's the, up with you all in the swag, man? Like, what what is the holdup with y'all coming to the darn swag? Answer that for me. What's the Everybody's leaving the OVC. 
you don't fit in the Southland from a from a um from a distance or a travel standpoint. What is the holdup? Well, well, right now is is the holdup is there's no room. You got to have two teams move. No, you, you don't. Have, have We'd have made the, it uh, work. It's Tennessee like, State. We'd have made that work. Hey, let me ask and you a question. We might still have. I'm, I'm gonna ask you a question, and then I'm, I'm gonna let you go because uh, I, I don't want you guys over sure. here reminiscing in the 1990s about who beat who to sleep. Anyway, so uh, the reason I, I know you, I know you don't, I know you don't, Scott. I know you. Don't All right, I, I'm not going. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you, right? The reason I didn't, the reason I didn't even send my tape to South Carolina State is it was just a little too hood for me, man. Listen, I am from a very listen. I'm from Montgomery County. Clean streets, like you know, it just it just wasn't it wasn't my cup of tea. Like, first of all, it was just too many black people. Like, like I've never been around. Listen, I'm being I'm being transparent right now. I'm being super transparent. I have never been around that many black people. My high school was super diverse. I'm talking about like Hispanics, white, Caribbean, everything. So to be around nothing but black, be around nothing but black people and it be in a fashion show every day. Listen, I'm a, my girl tell you, I'm a sweats and sweatshirt type of guy. I bummy it all the time. I couldn't deal with people like coming with Jordans and like, nah, bro, like I'm super chill. So I took my happy ass to a PWI where they don't judge me. Right. <laughs> they don't, they don't judge my attire. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? I went to university of new Haven. Now I did get an offer from Richmond. Uh, I, I could have went to Richmond as well, but I like, I like university of new Haven. I just like the area, you know, I was right by Yale and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. So yeah, man. But uh, yeah, man, I, I ain't going to, I ain't even going to lie to you T like, it was just too many black. I got people. a question for you. No, I was, I was, I was always curious because um, I know every time. So I, I got a question for you. Other than the interview you did with the young man, uh, you kind of get not to quiet, but I know you, or you don't shy away from it. It's just I know it's kind of like, eh, that kind of. What, what, what's up, Coach? Are you masterpiece son? Oh my god, man! That's a, man. Don't even stop. <laughs> look, look, that, that, <laughs> look. From what I hear, I haven't been to any basketball games uh, this year. It's basically uh, the injury was one part of it, but uh, the other part of it was he just wasn't getting playing time. Mm. And most people I've talked to said he is not that good. And that's his bottom line. Hey, pre- and, hey. Uh, and, and, and that team that they're on, that, that uh, they're one and nine, but they were one and nine, they're like three and nine. Now they're one, two straight. Um, uh, the coach uh, brought in a ton of transfers. And it's just really a chemistry issue right now. And if you're a freshman, you just not you probably just not going to start. That's just bottom line. He just wasn't good enough to to uh, to break into the starting lineup. That's all it was. And I guess he thought, well, I'm masterpiece son. I should be starting. That's fair, but that's not how it works. Nah, not even a little bit. You know, but uh, you know, good luck to the young man. He's don't we ain't, we we ain't wish no uh, hate on him. Go somewhere else and play. Transfer the fam, you or somebody, maybe they, maybe you get down there, maybe Jack and Taylor or something. You know? <laughs> hey, I don't care. Hey, appreciate the call, though, T. Uh, let me get to this comment. I, I thought this was funny. Uh, Nick and Smelly, right? Listen, bro. However you guys want to describe it, it's not a Uncle Ruckus thing, right? It's what you feel like. If you took, let me let me explain something to you. There's a lot of people I met down in Claflin that have been to an all-black high school their whole life. So if I would have took them and moved them up to Maryland in Montgomery County, where you have a super diverse culture, like I'm talking about there's not one of anything 
just one thing of anything, you would have felt uncomfortable. If I would have took them and put them in a the PWI, they probably would have felt uncomfortable. So it's not about, oh, you being Uncle Ruckus. Because I, I could say, I, if I if I took an all-black kid and moved him to a PWI, I would say, I, that's like me saying you're too hood to understand white people. You're too ghetto. So that's, that's not how that is. It's just what you feel comfortable around. And I didn't feel very comfortable. Just nothing but black people. It just, it made me feel uncomfortable because if, listen, we we're very judgy. Listen, I don't care what nobody, black people are very judgy. Okay, it is what it is. I'm just being honest, man. Y'all call it spade. I call it spade a spade. Hey, caller, you loud. Talk to me. Scotty, what's up, man? What's good? What's your name? Where you calling from? Man, man, this is Johnny from Jackson, Mississippi. I've talked to you before, man. And, you know, we talked previously about the, um, Keontae Hampton, like, preseason since for a year. But I wanted to get on. And ask Kofi a few questions, man. Kofi, what's up, man? What's up, my dude? What's up, my dude? Man, I'm diehard Jack State fan, bro. And I wasn't going to call and make an argument, but I can't troll. I just want to really get your opinion, man. Can you really say, fam, you ran the MEAC while they was in? And, and do they have a, a realistic chance of just competing in the sweat? with the team coming in a few years and next year? Um, fam, you didn't necessarily run to me at, um, but if you look at FAMU's history, FAMU has like 39 conference championships. I think Jackson State has 15. I feel you. I feel you. It's All right. true. So, we I mean, Jackson State won the game by one point. So that, that tells me that Jackson State did not blow FAMU out. You know, you say, okay, fam, you would sell out the Celebration Bowl if it was fam, you versus South Carolina State. Absolutely. So be going against Jack State versus South Carolina State. Now, and like my I, thing is, I know fam look, is a big fan base, man, but we got to get credit due. Y'all have outside of Brad to be like, okay, well, we'll do this, we'll do that. The swag ain't no joke, bro. Like, got to get credit and do. And, and, like, my whole thing is, man, like, we want a East rival. And I'm not going to troll or be disrespectful or anything, man, but we want y'all, man. We want y'all. We've whooped y'all 14, 2018. We whooped y'all this year. We I, really I, want y'all to come with it, man. Because, like, what, you know what I'm saying? What they say, man, like what Tim C say, he say, because when I come to the East Coast, I gotta change my um my goddamn time clock up. Okay, Our okay, Johnny. Okay, hold, hold on, let, hold on, hold on, Johnny, hold on, Johnny, <laughs> hold on, Johnny. Let me let me let Mr. Kofi respond. Mr. Kofi, go ahead, respond. I'm trying to figure out where I want to respond. All right, so let me let me go there. I I want to say that the Family Jackson State rivalry is probably going to be one of the biggest rivalries in HBCU sports for years to come. Uh, you got two huge fan bases that are very proudful, very proud, um, and we love to talk ish. All right. Um, in addition to that, nobody's going to back down. Everybody knows what your weak spot is, and they're going to hit it. Um, now, in terms of fan bases, I don't think, again, family has a history in Atlanta. We played in Atlanta from 89 all the way till 2000 and 
12. So we have an outstanding history there. So it's that's well over, that's almost 30 years of us playing there. We've drawn 50,000 in Atlanta before, 70,000 in Atlanta before. So FAMU loves Atlanta. And the the fan bases are comparable. What I will say is a couple of years ago, fam, you were supposed to play Jackson State in 2018, and the politics got in the way, and that would have been the game. So to make a long story short, we finna whoop y'all ass next year, so I need y'all to be ready, and I don't want to see no tissue. I think how you don't got to sweat hours like you think, Kofi. What you don't realize is Orange Boxing Classic, going to be Jack State fam you for the next three upcoming years. I already confirmed. Oh, well, I agree. They on, you know, you know what I'm saying, like the media and all that, but like you, you know what I'm saying, like you just really know we're going to come down to Miami again, wear blue jerseys, and we're going to get in y'all ass like Tennessee. Hey, I appreciate the call. All right. Uh, let me see. Yeah, because he just gone off on tangent. Hey, Carla, you live. Talk to me. Hey, what's up? Um, this is Dre from Charlotte. What's up, Dre? Um, the, um, my school's played Sarkana State numerous times in the MEAC. Um, they're known for being a run-first team. I think the key is going to be can they quarterback make the throws? He's really not – they're not really known for having accurate quarterbacks. They're running – Buddy Pugh likes to run it, run it, and run it. So – I think the key is going to be can they quarterback make enough throws and not turn the ball over. Um, but it's probably been, you know, you know, going against JSU. You know, they, the quarterbacks just have to make the throws. So, to me, that's going to be the key um, against Sacramento State beating Jackson State. No, I, I agree with you. Can you, can you make the – listen, there's going to be ball control, and can you make the throws you're supposed to make? And listen, the throws you need to be making need to be at C.J. Holmes, Shiloh, and anybody <laughs> named – not named Nugget, okay? That's the throws you need to be hey, making no more. I, I, hey, I, I agree is, you know, that's the thing. Can you make the throws on um, – to me, that's just going to – it's going to cut. He, he's going to have – I would say he's at least going to have, to have – 250 yards passing. Like, he's going to have to have that. They're going to make him win on his arm. Um, also, next year, I'm excited about um, all the quarterbacks next year. I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, who FAMU brings in and who A&M has and who's, um, who you brings in. Also, I think body is nice. Want to see, you know, does he take another step forward? Because um, if body ever gets the accuracy right, he's going to be a problem. Facts. So, um, but no, I just wanted to comment on the game and everything. No problem, Dre. Appreciate the call, man. Okay. Hey, bro. We had like 415 people in the chat room, bro. Can we get people to I can share? What? What's the what's the, how many likes we got, babe? How many likes we got? I don't know how many likes we got. I'm trying to see. Like and share, people. Like and share. I got 400 people here. I got 97 likes. What the crap? Like the damn stream. Man. Y'all just like the stream, people. We ain't going to track you down. Just hey. like it and don't and like it. Jesus. Shout out to all my fam, you people, Rattler Nation that's in the house. Go ahead and like and share. Tiger Nation, I will say the Jackson State is a good team. Will y'all please like it, please? Go ahead and like it. I won't sell out Jackson State. Y'all treat all me right. like 
Y'all treat me Rattling like people going to like it. Press the like button. Yeah. Come on. Prayer View, I know y'all hiding up in here. That's we respect. got coaching staffs up in here watching us. If you're a coaching staff and you watching us, don't get mad at anything that we say on this channel. You know, just going to like it, please. Going to like it and share it. Man, listen. Yeah, don't treat me like the black the black college sports network. Okay, don't don't treat me like them, man. Let me get let me get, get my likes up, man. Like, come on, man. Like, get, get my likes up. Don't don't do me like that. All right, don't don't do me like that. All right, let me see who I'm gonna go with. Uh, hey, caller, you live? Talk to me. Hey, how y'all doing, fellas? What's up? What's your name? Where you calling from? Question. I'm just Rob from Jackson. Question. So, if the real estate guy. Alabama, <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, that's funny. I'm sorry. I'm back. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, what would be the next step for Alabama and you, you said you said what? If the real estate guy beats him? Yeah. Uh, what do you mean? What's the next step for Alabama and them? What's the next step? Do they go back to rebuild mode or? Or what? What's I don't know if Alabama State is going to beat Alabama A&M. They haven't done it the last four years, and on, Alabama A&M is stocking up their football team with players that are better than what they had. I haven't. Has Alabama State hired anybody, or have they signed anybody yet? That's a good question, man. I'm not about to entertain that. Hey, caller, you talk to me. Okay, I'm. I'm not. Listen, I'm not about to entertain that call. How you gonna come in with a hypothetical? What, what if Alabama State, bro? They can't even get a staff. Talk to me when they get a staff. Okay, when they get a staff, come on, let me. Y'all, hey. nation, gonna like this thing. Let's go. Hey, caller, you loud? Talk to me. Hey, Scott, it's Coach Stewart. What's up, Coach Stewart? Talk to me. Question. I have a question for both of you. Uh, with this attendance going up for the Celebration Bowl. And they estimated it may be as many as 74,000 people there. And some of the tickets now on third party are going for $250. Now, the people and the money changes, they want uh, uh, your ads and stuff. They come out ads and things. Will this represent any power for the SWAC? Will they have any power as far as scheduling, uh, uh, asking them for uh, uh, schools to be represented uh, during the next season and stuff like that? Okay, hold on, hold on. Repeat that. You said with with the seventy four thousand people. What? Repeat that. Well, uh, the celebration bowl, the uh, the uh, uh, the venue is supposed to hold seventy four thousand people, and it's a sellout. Now that represents ad money. With that kind of money coming in and ESPN and things like that, will the SWAC have any say as far as next year? Uh, scheduling and things like this as far as uh, power and representation not right now if you're talking about the swag's going to have like an upper hand in it the answer would be no um right now this is a partnership with the MEAC, so they're not trying to upstage anybody but what i will say is going forward with any school that may want to or many any city that may want to host the swag championship game uh, it is going to up the ante in terms of who hosted and Jackson State uh, helped that out in terms of what the guarantee is going to be per school. So, what championship game? Okay. Uh, Turn your background down. Hosted oh. in Jackson State. Any, anything else? 
Nope, that's it. All right, no problem, Coach Stewart. Appreciate it. Hey, Carla, you live. Talk to us. Hey, what up? What's good? What's your name? Hey, what you this Trev from PA. Talk hey, to this me. from PA. What's going on? Talk to me. Hey, man, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to put the cape on for you because they, they tried to come at you hard because you didn't go to an HBCU. I said, I ain't mad at him because uh, one of the bigger reasons why I didn't go to an HBCU, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, when I went on my visits to, uh, for football, I went to Morgan State. Uh, was a um, Lincoln University and well Lincoln had a track team but they didn't have football at the time but um and changing and I went on all homecoming weekends let me tell you I knew from the jump I said if I go here I'm gonna act a whole fool <laughs> <laughs> I said I said school would not be my priority I'm gonna go here and act a whole whole fool I love my people, That's but funny. I knew if I went down there, I wasn't going to act right at all, That's especially funny. at Morgan State. Boy, listen, that was an exp- that weekend was an experience for me. I was like, let me let me go find this little school I need to go. Let me go find this little community college real quick because I need to focus. <laughs> I hey, just to give you, I did go to HBCU. I went to uh, Claflin for a year and then I left. But go ahead. Okay. Oh, word. But yeah, man. I mean, we think we think about this back and kind of going back in that one question about the coaching. Um, like they got to step their game up. I mean, that, that was one of the biggest things I saw. Like in watching games this year was people were not making like the like the mid game like switches and, and, uh, and adjustments. And I didn't see a lot of the like taking advantage of certain situations or certain players having a bad like because some teams could have a bad record, but they're a bad matchup for a good team. And when you see somebody think like somebody like Mississippi Valley State, the ball bounces this way or that way. That's like four or five wins for them. So that's the one thing that I've seen this year. No, I agree, man. I, I really agree. I appreciate the call. That's a good point. All right, we're taking these last two callers. Uh, I got five, seven, six, nine, and uh, five, nine. Oh, somebody just jumped. Oh. He just dropped off. Five, nine, like three, and six, share, people. Like and share. Five, seven, like six, and share. Nine. Oh, let me see. Five, seven, six, nine. Boom. Boom. Uh, and boom. All right, here we go. Hey, what's up, caller? You live. Talk to us. Hey, man. What's going on? Uh, I, I'm calling because I like the I like the I like the high up there at, uh, at Gremlin with Hugh Jackson, and I I think that uh. Uh, Ed Reed, Ed Reed, uh, you know, he wanted the Southern job. I think he's more interested in the Southern job because from, from Baton Rouge all the way back to Ed Reed is king. But if you, if you take North Louisiana with, uh, Hugh Jackson and the guy he just brought in there, John Simon, John Simon is king up that way. John Simon, uh, he recruited all those players for the, for Memphis. But when Memphis was going eleven and one, and you know maybe ten and two, mm-hmm. John Simon brought them kids up there, and uh, uh, John Simon was a good running back over there with Louisiana Tech. He uh, he was on a team at Tech that had about six guys get drafted in the NFL. They had the Belinda Crawford went on there. They had Tim Latay that played for San Francisco. They had a kid that I had up there that played for San Francisco, big wide receiver, finished number one in the nation. And they had, uh, they had, uh, 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 John Simon played for Tennessee 
uh, as a running back. Get to the point. But, uh, uh, my, my point is, look, I'm going to have to go around this end for a little bit, but here, here's the thing. You can have good, you can have good coaches, but you got to have the talent to go along with the coaches. That's why I say John Simon up there at Gremlin is going to bring in good talent. I got kids right now that's had committed to, to universities right now, but we're going to have to go back and rethink some situations since John Simon took the job up at Gremlin. Now, uh, uh, that, 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 that's what's going to happen in, in, in this situation. You're going to have to, you're going to have that, you're going to have coaches, but they're going to have good talent. I looked at something the other day, the other day where a coach had won the uh, national championship and finished second the next year for the national championship, got big, beat by Nick Saban. Took the job, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to tell you who it was, Les Miles. Took the job at Kansas. All right. His record now is three. And 19, of course, he got five, but three and 19, and he getting $2.7 million a year. So it, 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 with the talent at LSU, he was national champion. But without the talent, he was three and 19. You have to have the talent to go along with the coaching. Now, the coaching carousel in the SWAC is due to Deion Sanders. If Deion Sanders hadn't never came on board, this coaching carousel would have never went on. Facts. You just still had guys coaching that was – Four and eight, five and five, they would have still been there. But Deion Sanders has has came in here and 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 got this coaching carousel going on. All okay, right. so uh, I, I got one question for the Florida guy: How much money did Florida A and M get for that playoff game? They didn't get any money. None. You mean Tim didn't get nothing? It's not, it wasn't their home game. The the home team got the money. Yeah. And you, and you mean to tell me you guys would rather play in a playoff game than a celebration bowl? Nobody said that. We wanted to win it. We wanted to play in the celebration bowl. We didn't beat Jackson State, so we couldn't. So the next big thing was for us to go to the playoffs, and we didn't turn it down. Yeah, we wanted to be in the playoffs. And – you know, we, we're going to do what's going to be in the best interest of FAMU. And right now, the Celebration Bowl is in the best interest because that's three mil. Plus the uh, the SWAC championship game, you get all of the revenue for that, too. So if FAMU would have hosted that, we would have gotten that revenue, and that would have been a plus. That's a million-dollar game for FAMU. Right. Well, well, well let, me, let me say this here. I think FAMU, I think FAMU, uh, man, it. I, I, to me, I think that uh, maybe uh, we we could add another bowl game. I, when, when I'm talking about bowl games, I'm talking about th there's no bowl game that fits an FCS school against an FBS school. I, I think if, if 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 maybe we looked in that direction, I I think uh, this would be something that that really would sell uh, FBS uh, a bowl game against the uh, FCS. Especially a team like Florida A and M with that uh, with that big draw is it have to be a FCS school that 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 that's got a big draw, and I, and uh, Florida A and M seemed like they would fit that bill. Man, they 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 could bring a, a game with Florida A and M against a, a, a FBS school. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh. I agree. Thank you. All right, Demonte, listen.
Just make a playoff system for a celebration bowl. Jesus Christ. Jesus freaking Christ. Just do a playoff system for the celebration bowl. That's it. Don't need that. If you want to go bowl system, go bowl system. I don't give a damn. But damn, God, oh, man. It's real funny how everybody, oh, now everybody got an idea. When I, was, when I was the only one on this bandwagon, everybody was clowning me. Now everybody, hey, you know what, Scotty, you know I think, uh, uh, I think we need to do a little playoff game more. Uh, I think we need to add bowl games. Uh, yeah. Gosh, man. Hey, caller, you lie. Talk to me. Yeah, what's up, man? This is Victor from Maryland. What's up? So, oh, Vic. Man. So, what's up, man? Didn't I tell you not to call back so, in again? I, Didn't I tell you not to call back in again? Aren't you the Michael Vick guy? Nah, nah that's not me. That is you, Victor. Yeah. I know it's nah. you. You said that. You're the Michael Vick guy. <laughs> Didn't I tell you not to call back in again? Now nah, you ain't let me explain my point, though. So Go ahead, man. But all right, let me... Let, Let's talk about the celebration, bro, man. He so, said, no, it wasn't me. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> What's up? So, so, really, uh, yeah, so celebration, bro, man, it's, it's amazing because, you know, most schools get their million-dollar payout. Then, you know, the athletes, during, like, the whole week, they get to participate in, like, events where they can network, uh, find jobs when they graduate. And I think that's beneficial for, for most of these players because they're not going to NFL, most of them. Only maybe 2% of them are going to NFL. So, uh, then – uh, another thing about the celebration bowl with the whole stadium is it's really a big issue. Like it's messed up because uh, the stadium is not really sold out, and they're they're gonna make people stand up. Like they're gonna make a thousand people stand up when they have a whole other deck open, and I just think that's kind of wild. That's all I to, that's all I had to say. Hey Victor, they want to know what school you went to. Oh, I, I currently go to Morgan. You really making me, man. You really making Maryland look bad right now. All your, all your little hot takes that you made, man. I'm from PG, man. Punishment guaranteed. I know what, what you, what Atlanta. What part of PG you from? Nah, Largo. Largo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Punishment yeah. guaranteed. Okay. Mm-hmm. You making us look bad, bro. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I usually I have a slogan for you know DMV. You good with me? But you are not good with me. With that Michael Vick statement yesterday, a couple days ago, bro. You had people messaging me like crazy, bro. They wanted to find I, I was a little bit ignorant. I, I, I admit that. A little bit. I appreciate you admitting it, though. I appreciate you admitting that. Like, yeah, yeah. Because if I if I if I wasn't so happy to go to your classmates, I think a lot. I think you lose a lot of friends. <laughs> I was, you would lose a lot of friends. All right, you would lose a lot of friends. But now nah, I appreciate the call, Vic. And one, and one more, one, now nah, nah, one more thing though. Go ahead. So yeah, the other guy was talking about how he didn't go to like uh, HBCU, like Morgan. I, I agree with him because. Like, HBCUs is not the best environment for athletes, to be honest. You know, you go inside the stadium, it's not loud at all. It's like people are, are scared to make notes. They, they don't want people looking at them, like, yelling. It's, they, they care more about, like, bands and, and fraternities. They don't, they don't care about the stuff that actually brings them money. So I just think it's backwards in that sense. That's all. Nah, I would agree with you on that. And we're probably both going to get shot and killed for that. But I, I can rock with you no, on that. No, it's true. Jackson State has a huge fan base, but they are very quiet. They shake their pom poms, though. Mm, yeah, they do. They do. It's they really... do this. They do this real good. But when it comes to third down noise, they don't do that. Nah, facts. But appreciate- yeah, I mean, just because these schools, Morgan, Morgan, like schools, like HBCUs are really, they kind of really cater towards like the female like audience, really. <laughs> You, 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 oh, let's be honest. Appreciate the it's, call. It's Vic. not for masculine men. I, that boy going, that, listen, 
Y'all thought I got some hot takes. You catch that boy on the street, he gonna get. Hey, calling you live. Talk to me. All right, so that's it. Shutting the call lines down. That boy right there, man. That boy, Victor boy. Right. That boy gonna get somebody hurt. <laughs> hey guys. Yeah, yeah. man. I, I I'm uh I'm excited about this. I'm happy for Jackson State. I'm I'm happy for South Carolina State because they definitely need the money. They need the money. Um, but at the same time, this is an opportunity uh for HBCUs to be showcased. Um on a high level and uh, I want to see a competitive game. So I hope South Carolina state is, is up to the challenge. I know Jackson state will be, it's going to be good, bro. All right. So let me say the, okay. So uh, what he said about Michael Vick was that Michael Vick couldn't be a good recruit. Like I was, we were, we were I, I was saying that Michael Vick will be a great recruiter because every black quarterback in America is going what? to, yeah, that's what he said. He said, he said Michael Vick wouldn't be a good recruiter. And everybody on the, I mean, everybody was just calling in, comments just coming in galore. And one of, the, one of the people that Michael, called it, or one of the people that called in after him was like, if you put that kid's brain in a bird, it'll fly backwards. And I mean, like, <laughs> that just got me dying. But yeah, that's what he said. So that's Michael what, that's what Vick is yeah. like a superhero. He's an urban legend. Um, that's what I said. Bruh, he is he is Hall of Fame in my opinion, just because there was nobody like him. I mean, I, 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 come on, man. Bruh, Atlanta, Atlanta, the Georgia Dome, when Michael Vick was the QB, it was like a backyard barbecue at the Georgia Dome every freaking weekend. It was like my homie Mike Vick, bro. Mike Vick is that dude. Oh, yeah, that's what he said. He said he wouldn't be a good recruiter at Virginia Tech. That's what he said. He That's said he was crazy. I'm like, what? I'm like, every black That's QB. Home. I was like, every black QB in America will want to go to Virginia Tech because it's Michael freaking Vick, bro. Like, it was crazy. It was it was a wild day. That was, yeah, that that boy be having some hot takes, bro. I'm telling you. He was talking about Tiffany wasn't a good commentator. All type of foolishness. All type, all type. That's why I told I said, bro, I've never told nobody to never call back to the show. I said, bro, don't ever call back into my show ever again. And what does he do? He calls he back. back. But yeah, man. <laughs> That was pretty funny, but uh, let me go through these real quick before we get up out of here. All right, always, you know, off script membership. Make sure you join the uh, the channel. All right, you can go in a link below in the description uh, and join the channel. Uh, podcast, I'll be updating it with this episode and some previous episodes as well. Mike Plans, I know everybody's asking about him. He will do his announcement on Wednesday, okay? I think Wednesday's early signing day, if I'm correct, yeah. right? So he's going to sign. He's going to come on the platform. He's going to do an interview to tell him, tell me, tell us why he picked what he picked. We already got that scheduled. And be on the lookout for this show, Hidden Gems with me and BJ. If you know any kids that you feel like, you know, are getting overlooked, aren't getting the offers they're supposed to get, don't have any like offers. Like and share. Don't have any offers. Hit us. Hit me up in my Twitter or um, Instagram, offscript underscore TV, or hit BJ Jones and his Twitter uh, inside HBCU football, or you can look him up, BJ Jones, uh, on Twitter as well. And make sure you like and share as well. And Kofi, I know you got your show on Wednesday. Hit him with it. The ONG Strike Zone is going to be off the chain this Wednesday at 8 o'clock p.m. ONG Strike Zone. Wednesdays at 8 o'clock. It's on Facebook and Twitter, ONG Strike Zone and YouTube. Check us out, ONG Strike Zone. Like and share this broadcast. Like and share that broadcast, people. We're going somewhere. Join the team. Let's get it. Yeah, and don't, listen, I, it should never be a time 
where my likes, if I got 400 people in here, my likes are like under 100. Don't don't treat me like back, Black College Sports Network. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't. don't do me like that. All right? Don't do me like them guys. This is different. We, 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 we moving different over here. Okay? Don't do me like that. Never again. Never, never again. All right? But, yeah, make sure you check out the Bowling Strike Zone uh, uh, on Wednesdays where they bowl, strike, bowl, bowl again. All right? Strike, strike. <laughs> And strike again. You know what I'm going to do. I'm going to holler. God bless.